Hi, I'm Steve Dace. So if you're looking for a summer worldview camp, this is the place to be. July 16th through the 20th, we're going to encourage your kids to become the next generation of cultural leaders. We've got pastors like Douglas Wilson, filmmakers, cultural critics and commentators like myself and Matt Walsh from The Daily Wire. Sign up at calledconference.ninja. Again, Moscow, Idaho, July 16th through the 20th, Called Conference. Dot Ninja. Hear the world calling, but some don't listen. They're only trying to drag you back into prison. That's right. You guys, you will never <laughs> believe what we're about to say. But welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we're speaking to each other we again. We are not separated by a sea this no time. No An ocean. No. A continent. We're just sitting in the car behind Goodwill. We went into Goodwill we today, in. too. And and we probably set a personal best for not speaking to each other for a really long a time. A long time. I don't think we've ever gone that long. Well, Seriously. we might have when you lived in England. It's possible. No, because we talked all the time when I lived in England. Well, this time... We failed to. It went like a solid two weeks that we didn't even. It utter wasn't a word. not because we were angry. No, because we were failing to failing to make the the uh, separated by time zone time slash zones. technology leaps. And then when I got back, Rachel had zipped off to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And was also incommunicado, I must say. I Boy, tried did I you. zip. I just zipped right there <laughs> in twenty seven hours. <laughs> but you did not. Respondez-vous to my texts and calls because you were busy, I'm sure. Really? Or possibly really? my out phone of service. powered off. Well, out of service. There's an yeah. awful lot of Montana. Yeah, there's a lot of Montana. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Wyoming. We hit 10 states. Montana, <laughs> when we took off to go to Chicago, we put in a solid first day and we didn't get out of Montana. And Montana, <laughs> we live pretty close to the border. No, it takes only like a couple hours to yeah, get so to Montana. Yeah, it was seven hours of driving with Really high speed limits. Yeah. Like, you can go fast in Montana. Yeah. I think we were mostly like 90 miles an 90, hour. Yeah. yeah. Mostly 90 miles an hour, and we did not make it to the other side of Montana. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Good times. Yes. Good times. But it was a really fun trip, and so fun to see family, and fun to have... It's been way too long since we got our kids to Chicago. Yeah. When, you, when it turns into buying nine airline tickets but didn't, it okay. stops being real reasonable didn't you have it all scheduled to go and that's what yeah. Shad broke the last his leg? the last time we were going to drive there which we we had never done that but the last time we were like we just need to get these kids there and do this um that we were planning to leave like two days before we were planning to leave shad broke his femur and not like a little bit broken. He no. he celebrated his second birthday in a body cast, and he <laughs> yeah. broke his femur. Um, and we just didn't feel like taking a child in a body cast <laughs> on a twenty-seven-hour drive. Well, plus, what, what could be happier than that? Yeah, and the funny part is, he probably would have been totally fine in the car because that was basically his whole life, anyways, <laughs> was just sitting yeah. around for a long time. But but. The part that would have been meme is that it's very hot. Well, we didn't go because we didn't know 
we had to see the surgeon. We had, you know, like there was a yeah. lot of like follow up yeah. appointments and stuff and we weren't sure what that would be. And we couldn't just, it was like, right. Oh, Oh, we just took him. We just left. <laughs> so, but we, um, he was stuck. We didn't want to get there where it's all super hot and humid oh. Oh, and yeah. nobody in the family had air conditioning. So we oh. knew we'd be staying in the real heat, you know, yep. and the idea of doing that to someone in a body cast, <laughs> it just seemed a little cruel and unusual. <laughs> Plus, he was molded into a shape that was like an action figure that was made for a horse. Like, where he was, like, bent a little bit, but stuck in his cast, came up over his belly button, like, to yep. his rib cage, And then all the way down and around the heel on one leg, the broken leg. Right. And then to the knee on the other leg with a bar in between his legs that was molded in there so you could hold him by the bar like hold him (laughs) because it was like how do you hold a kid like that you like facing out yeah it was a real time (laughs) a time in the body cast yes but so this this time time, nobody had a body cast that's good that's good and we did it we made it we made it through we drove through two major midwestern thunderstorms that look like now we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. here we are having this event. And my husband, who grew up there, of course, is like, oh, I'm so glad the kids get to see one of these. And I was thinking, are we? Are we glad about this? I'm not sure. Like, I'll I'll take your word for it that this is the kind yeah. of thing we want to see. But we were pulled over on the side of the interstate with a bunch of other cars. Like, everyone just pulled over because you could not drive in the rain. It was right. so crazy. And it was... Just like big sheets of water flying past us, and then the just a kind of nonstop flickering of lightning, like we were just oh, in yeah. the middle oh, of man. this. Like it was amazing. That is, yeah, golly. So, well, we had one trip. while we were in England, one flash storm, and it was on our anniversary. And um, 10, 11 years ago, we had our 10th anniversary in England and I'd asked a friend and she recommended this restaurant. So oh, we right, went right. There. I remember that. So we were back in Oxford for our anniversary again. We're like, oh, we'll go back to G's. That was really fun. So we go to dinner and it's this beautiful little restaurant that kind of has a greenhouse. And so we're sitting in the greenhouse and um, this crazy little rainstorm hits. And that was fun because, you know, you're sitting in the greenhouse and everything. And then it comes time to leave and we walk out the front door and it is totally flooded out the whole like road so from the front door out to the center of the road and then up and down the street like 50 feet on either direction is a puddle that is like ankle deep puddle it's not like you was know, it you, raining like crazy while you were in there it or was, was kind it of like drizzle- a, a leak of something no 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 it was total storm happened oh, wow. while we were inside at dinner so we walk in in the dry, and we walk out, and oh, we're like man. marooned. We're marooned in the front door, and you didn't um, bring your pontoon. So boots. first Ben runs in, and he's like, "Is there like a back door we could go out?" And they said, "No, there's no other door." So there mm. we are. We're standing in the entrance, looking at it like, "Well, I don't know," because there was no. And both of us were like, "I was, you know, like I was wearing shoes that will be ruined forever." Like, let's just if take them off and wade in there. So Ben 
just took off his socks and shoes, rolled up his pant legs, and I jumped on his back, and he piggybacked me out, <laughs> like, through the puddle. And it was so funny, because we're, like, in North Oxford, and it's this really it's lovely... classy place, but... And then here come the Americans. Anyway, then, um, there were a few other people standing there being all like, oh, dear, oh, dear, what shall we do? And But they were calling their friends to come pick them up, you know, like in a car or whatever calling but we had parked up and around the corner so we you know so anyway so as, ben as ben... piggyback rides to anyone who needed one <laughs> so as ben he's like now that this, i'm in there's this one little man standing there going bravo bravo <laughs> <laughs> you're like well we'll be seeing y'all and and they were, we're gonna go out the idaho way in the door it was like ben's you know i think he's like wearing a jacket you know yeah it's anyway, like well let's just, just take off we're let's just gonna be here. pony on through oh speaking of pony on through i said that to ben the other day about we needed to pony on and um this was another day this is this like is a, a while life ago. message it's yeah it was a while ago and ben's like i don't think that you can pony on i'm like yes you do you pony on totally and he's like you can pony up it's and I your, said, no, your influence you pony on yeah through. because we grew up with thelwell's pony panorama yeah, yeah. and there's a certain you just got a certain pony on. attitude yeah. that a pony's got that yeah. not much other so stuff ben got. found this gif which if i can i'll try and link to it no here. it's it's so meaningful it sets it's this, new records it's for a little, how to behave in it's your a life. pony and he's ponying on and so every time he's got like, a good little his hair is bobby <laughs> oh like, is he really so, marching so it out every time now if i text ben like blah i've got so many things <laughs> this is like and i can't get it done by dinner because oh no and he sends me the gift pony. pony here goes the marching pony he sends me the pony so basically anytime we achieve anything we all text each other the pony the now. pony the We're pony like, has ponied on through uh-huh i think it's funny how you can get a family a collective family uh-huh. sense of humor where that pony summarizes <laughs> how we all feel about it Make it happen. Get it done. <laughs> Nobody cares how you feel. Little fat pony. Ponying no. on. Yeah. So good. Oh, my. So, anyway, I remember how... This could have been the last time we had a podcast, too. It was months ago. Well, the last um, time we did it, we couldn't even see each other. No. So, that's and, always and weird. I listened to, to it later, and we you sounded like... our luck. You were speaking from inside a coffee can, is what it sounded well, like, because it was the distance. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But yeah. anyway, um, no, I remember telling you that I had pulled my bedroom sort of apart, but didn't didn't you have time to put it back together. July and to I said, yeah, I said it's going to be July before I can finish. Well, I'm happy to so report, pleased. guys. Yeah. It's still June, but I'm getting it finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another couple days, but I have ripped everything out of everywhere and it's coming along. But the problem that I have is that I, I can live in chaos. Like I, I actually can sort of shut off and, a part of my brain. And the listeners should know that this is, this has been a well, a well, uh, researched yeah, statement. I don't Becca speak has lightly. lived no. in chaos I do more times than many of no. us. Have has anyone? I I think I could challenge anyone to a duel of, of who has living. who has lived in a kitchen with no cabinets for more years. Yeah, Becca. But <laughs> this done is because Becca's, done it. Becca's taste yeah. is very sensitive. It is. So I would and rather so she have would rather no tear out all the cabinets yeah. than live with the one she doesn't like. <laughs> That's 
true. It's, she's like, well, it's, it's better to live with kitchen cabinetry than is stacked up stools and two by fours <laughs> to put all my stuff on than to have to put up with an old cabinet I don't like. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I do not cast blame on anyone but myself. I'm just saying that I can, I can cope with a certain yeah. amount of chaos. Mm-hmm. The, the time that I am most likely to fall into dark and devious attitudinal sins about it (laughs) is the moment where I'm actually making progress. Like the moment where I'm like, right, okay, now it's this turn. It's, you know, it's this project. I'm doing it now. And I roll up my sleeves and I actually start making a lot of progress. That's the moment where I'm most likely to get cheesed off at the world <laughs> over the lack of progress, which is really funny because like it's you're like, more well, it's progress. not until you're trying that you are tempted by yeah. the temptation. So I've of been trying. in a lot of prayer, and I am happy to report that I'm doing well. <laughs> one of the days, one of the days <laughs> on our trip, we're in the van, and it was just blo- it was raining so much and it was crazy and we are not actually really skilled at living in spaces that require a lot of time in the car right like and plus you know you get sick of eating out and stuff whatever yeah i was not in a deeply devious mood at all i just said to luke and the timing was impeccable so we had been listening to the audio bible some Mm -hmm. so that makes some sense of this and i said I don't think I'm in the mood for this or whatever. It was something. But we were out near a park or, I don't know, he parks the van. And then spontaneously, the Bluetooth of the car says, thou shalt not murder. And then turned off. And it was like, just while I expressed a marginal attitude. The scripture reading joined us to rebuke me and then and then back off. And oh, I then funny. of course we died laughing because well, that was So I was I was talking though to one of my girls lately and we were discussing how there are certain times when you are overcome by a temptation that you did not see coming. It hits you in the side of the head and then you fall into yeah. a, into a grump over it. But oftentimes they're predictable and oh, they are, yeah. they are measurable and repeatable. Like, and, and you have to say like for women, especially there's a lot of female temptations that actually are quite regular and you can put them on the calendar. It turns out if you were going to, you it, could say, here's the time you when could I'm even, likely to be annoyed you with could everyone. Even find an app that's going to tell you yeah, two wow. days now until you fall into sin. <laughs> And the thing and, is, and how about you say two days now until I resist temptation? Exactly. Yes. And the thing is, is I think we feel like if if we can predict it either on the calendar or you can predict it because you've taken the personality test or you can predict mm-hmm. it for for whatever reason, we feel like that means that now it's okay for you to lose the bubble and and fall into sin about it. When actually what you should do is think, well, this means I know it's coming. So there's no, it's like you've walked up to the plate, you've got your bat on your shoulder and you know the pitch is coming. Like, what? 
did that have to happen? It's like, he just threw what? a ball at me. What? He threw a ball it's at me. It's not like I'm in this game of Christian living after all, where we're going like, to need to do did some Did you things. see how you're up to bat right now? So you should have expected it? Well, that's, and that's the thing with, I, I wrote something about this in the Bible reading challenge. The three temptations that we really face in anything, obviously, is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Like, yeah. what wants to keep you from, from the word of God? Yeah. Well, the world distracts us. Like, welcome mm-hmm. to all of your busy little details that keep you from engaging mentally in yeah. what you should be engaging in. And then the flesh, which welcome to all kinds of hormonal upheavals or just weakness or just, you know. Or I'm going to interject the line that I love from St. Patrick's Breastplate where it's the vice that gives temptation force. Yes. Because... It, the flesh is bigger than just the hormones or the hungry or the tired or whatever it is. It's also the thing in you that wants to get tweaked at that. Or it's the thing in mm-hmm. you that wants to be distracted by the world. Or it's the thing in, in you that, that is easily yeah, because, led away. Because why can you be distracted right. by the world? Why can you be tempted right. by the flesh? So yeah. it would be like it's the laziness that actually gives the temptation force of spending all day wasting your time you know being distracted by the world it's like well it's the vice that gives temptation force also but i do think that when you know that the temptation is going to come your way which and it's not just obviously hormonal it might be you're having people over and you need to think okay so how am i likely to be it might be you're gonna clean out your bedroom and you know yeah you know and you put that on the calendar so long ago (laughs) (laughs) and so actually i'm just saying that because i know this about myself where i will get like about you know like i hate how this is such a mess and i would (laughs) and like i can get that way which is funny after being able to cope with it for however long but when you know it's coming, it, it makes it, well, you know what to pray for then, don't you? And it's just, and also what to be easier. on the lookout for. Yeah. Like if you know that your room is getting infested with ants, you might treat them more diligently and killing them <laughs> than you do. If you just saw an ant, some, you know, like, you're like, no, yeah. this is a, this is a problem and we have to get out all the poisons and we're yeah. going to do all the work that yeah. we have to do about yeah, this. Exactly. I think that the, um, that, that kind of thing, regular temptation for women, I well, for myself, I assume for other women, sometimes it's just super helpful to me to like stop and evaluate, okay, what's going on here? Like you might say, okay, I know what's going on. We have been going through a whole lot of transitions. Like like right now I yeah. could say, okay, we just have done a ton of transitions. We just went on a big trip. We're home. Everyone's a little fragged now. Now is that what are the likely temptations now is that after a long, sweet trip, uh-huh. people will start to be intolerant and, and bickery of one another with all your dirty laundry and suitcases. Yeah. And then everybody's kind of like, meh, I don't want to <laughs> do anything anymore. And so you think, okay, so sometimes it's helpful to think through that. Other times you're just tempted to have a bad attitude because there's nothing particularly wrong. Like, uh-huh. like it can help to get the context for why am I being tempted because it can help you to find what your obedient behavior should be. As long as if you're like, okay, this is what's happening. Here's how I be faithful in that. I just, you know, like this is what I should do. But if you're always trying to diagnose it to just diagnose it and say, that's what excuses my behavior rather than saying, how am I called to obey in this? And a lot of times it's so much more fun to think about the diagnosis than to think about Okay, now we're going to get rid of it. There's that part where you have to say, it actually doesn't matter why yeah. this is not permitted. Yeah. 
This yeah. here, this here tood I'm rocking today yeah. is one that I should not ever be rocking, no matter the provocation. Like it turns out, I know the well, Lord like doesn't love a, this one. If you had a wicked eye infection, and yeah. then you want to really like get into Origin the story of why, yeah. no. why is it? Maybe I wasn't cleaning my contacts well enough. You know, blah blah blah. Sure, Probably just do all the fine and good. Yeah. All fine and good. But then get that thing dealt with. Also, maybe stop touching it. Yeah. Maybe stop, stop. with all this stop. research that you're yeah, doing. Just just heal it up there. Get the eye drops. And, Something that know. has been tickling me lately. My children also think it's funny, though a little less funny than I think it is right now. When there's any sort of uh, intramural conflict in the like. Yeah. But mom... I think she knew that I was reading that book and that I just left it over there yeah. and then, then yeah. she picked it up and I was going to read it. And, you know, when it's yeah. not that they're like angry with each other, just like a, you know, bit of a bump of some kind lately. Right. I've been telling them, okay. And then we all die laughing about this. I was thinking, you know, I'm actually not really interested in this. Why don't you go tell the Lord about it and ask him what he wants you to do? <laughs> And I die laughing and they laugh because I'm like, you know, this whole narrative that you're telling me, Mm -hmm. go pray that out. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they're like, uh, but the thing that's so helpful about that is that they all know what, that there's actually, did actually, if you were going to be bringing this grievance to the Lord, you would overlook some faults more quickly than you well, are when okay. you're bringing it to a fellow okay. human. But see, I think that there's a whole world of meaning in the in the uh, viewing God's word as a mirror that we hold up. Yeah. Because nobody usually loves it. I've told you Luke's comment about that, haven't I? I don't know. Oh, it's, he's like, you know, well, he says it about kids. You know, he was like, but the word of God does this too. He was like, you know, they say it's a mirror of like you yeah. see yourself. Yeah. And he's like, the problem is that it's all like, it's like an angle on yourself you would never recognize. Because I mean. it's like the back of your legs <laughs> and, and a weird, you know, it's like, it's not something you knew about yourself. Or, or have you ever like, let's say that you're in the midst of a kind of ugly fuss complain cry mm, accidental selfie mode and and let's say that your <laughs> husband's like hold on i'm just gonna take a quick picture of your face right now oh i've done now, that to my kids yeah i know mm-hmm. but see like live, imagine live footage even the children know that that's not the picture they want <laughs> but imagine if your husband when you're in the midst of ugly fussing at him about something if he just filmed you now we all know that that would make us angry 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 because you're like why you gotta make me look so bad right right why do you have to make me look bad when you're actually just <laughs> this is actually from within that right. is making me and look I think bad right we now. all instinctively know that if we go to God, we put on more of a mirror face that we like. Yeah. Nobody wants no because they would never let it all hang out like that in prayer which because is they know so funny because they yeah. know it's like a mirror. It really is like it's and they also know that you have to you have to actually come to grips with what yeah, you're really looking like right before now. Before they even say it, they see how bad it is. Like they're like, I would never go pray like Lord. He knew he knew that I wanted to read that book and he took it. And I Lord, I just think that he doesn't. You know, like. They wouldn't. Well, sometimes you would. Like sometimes okay, that's there okay. Are... Sometimes it's fine. It's well, just I'm that trying when... to say that the, the, in the moments when I say this, 
they already know the yeah. answer. No. They know the answer to let love cover it, to be sure. kind to one but another. But I just mean, if you have been genuinely wronged. Yes. yes. Yeah, that did make it, it sound, God. I did make yeah. it sound more like something you ought to pray when you're like, if you need to work through yeah. it. But it's but, most of the time. You know, as we've been reading through the Gospels, though, it's the thing again of like, there is a lot of coverage given to you forgive others if you want God to forgive you. No joke. And so if you go complaining your head off no. about your oh. about your brother, if you take As that to God. As you have no fault. But see, the thing is, you can, of course, bring it to God in prayer and say, I need to forgive him. Help me to forgive yes, him. Yeah. You know, like, this is what's happened. I need the yeah. strength to forgive. That's a valid prayer. But just the, like, did you see how I was wronged? See, that's the thing. That's because the difference. I think some of the things that we put on our rhetoric, you can't go tell God. You don't try to get God's pity falsely. No. <laughs> like, you know he knows. He well, don't. yeah, but, you know, like, he knows he kn- You know. Or you should know that he knows what actually yeah. happened yeah. from all angles. Yeah. So there's no way to like tell the story with such so, a slant. You know, I, I'm sure that we have probably covered this before in the podcast, but I, it's probably worth repeating because it's such a good exercise for yourself as well as for your children. But whenever the kids would be reporting on some kind of a fracas that happened mm-hmm. in the other room, there's the tendency to soft pedal what you did and then up Hard pedal mine. what the other person did so so like be like, I said and I'm sorry then, and she said why did you take the-? no but it's always like and then she screamed <laughs> and then I calmly replied and then she furiously <laughs> added and so it's like <laughs> oh the human condition and so there's always the like when you're recasting it in the aftermath you don't really include your tone of voice no, you're you like, know, oh, you're like super and so normal and I, not at all provoking. So, and me. I didn't include that I swung my elbow just or with little kids. It's always <laughs> as hard as she could, as hard as, as she hard could. as she could with all of her physical strength. <laughs> and then I she pinched my leg as hard as she could. And then I quietly responded. And so anyway, I just I think was so demure. We would tell the kids like, all right, here are the two or the three of you or whatever it is. You've all come out to tattle. Um, and, and if you say, now you just tell me what you did. You don't include the no others. No other names. And it's like, if you tell me what your sin was, and your sister tells me what her sin was, then actually I'll have the whole we'll story. We'll have the whole story. It'll we'll be have amazing. the whole story. And it really is a very, very valuable exercise. It's so healthy. To make the kids not just say what the sin of the other person was, but what was your sin in this. And mm-hmm. then if you take care of your sin and she takes care of her sin, then it's fixed, isn't mm-hmm. it? But it's actually quite a valuable thing the to older, make yourself do it the also. The older my kids have gotten, the more often I'll say, okay, so I want you to tell me. Instead of when they're little, we would say, you can only tell me what you did. I will say now, I want you to tell me how you can take responsibility for what happened here and what you need to sure. put right. Like, yeah, or we'll like, just say, can, what, um, do people have things they need to put right? And they will all sort of be like, yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay, okay, why don't you put it handle right? Handle that. Yeah. Go ahead and handle that and like some Christians. putting it right does not mean going and then trotting out a list of what the other person needs to put right. No, put it right what you, you need to put right. deal with your part. You mentioned reading through the Gospels, and I was going to say something. that I, You know the part where Jesus says, um, you know, unless, you know, with the little kids saying, unless you become like a child, 
you know, like that this is mm-hmm. how you need to become to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And I, I have seen so many, I just feel like through my whole life, a lot of different versions of like applications of that point. Okay. Like how are children, well, children are so needy and that they need, you know, like unless you become like a child totally dependent on the adults or right. unless you become like a, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of different angles on what exactly sure. Jesus meant by become like a child. And then this time when I read it, it just really struck me like if you were there, and I think many of those applications are true, you know, of what okay. Jesus says. I'm not, I'm not dissing those. But if you were there, it says he called one of the children to him. Uh-huh. And the child came to him and he stands up front and said, unless you become like yeah. one of, like right. this. And you say, well, what did the kid just done? Yeah. It was drop what they were doing and come to Jesus. Like come right. immediately to him when he called him. Yeah. And you think like, and he's saying, unless you're like this. And I think, but, but was he really saying, unless you're all needy and dependent like this child, or unless you're like whatever, or was he saying, unless you come to me when I call you, you know, like, like yeah. when I call you, you drop whatever you're doing and mm-hmm. you come to me for whatever reason right. I may have called you, yeah. you know, like you come anyways, it, it was striking to me. But what is we're talking about? You mentioned the gospels, but also talking about things like attitudes is like, there's a lot of times that you need to just stop, drop whatever you're doing and come to Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like just yeah. all this stuff is not, you know, like and most of the time it's not something you really want to hang on to anyway. It's not, you're not having any fun. No, are I, you? I will ask my kids that sometimes <laughs> like, is it just way more fun to be grumpy at one another? And like, are you loving this time? <laughs> and they're all like, no. And you know how sometimes <gasps> you, can, worst. you can see it coming? Like, I could go into a place where I resent everything that's happening, or I could decide not to. Which one is more fun for me? Well, which one in the long term <laughs> is going to keep me in the which joy of one, the Lord? But which one pleases God? But we always act like God's asking us to do this really difficult thing. But it's like, no, <laughs> do you actually enjoy it? When you're not doing what God said, because no. you're the one having a big bitter festival. But that is, I because I've been writing about identity. That is a thing that I've talked about. It's you don't enjoy it, but sometimes we want to choose it. That is idolatry. Is that we would rather choose our own mess than His righteousness? Like mm-hmm. that we're like, mm-hmm. no, because this is where the true value is. <laughs> this is the essential me. Right. This is the glories of myself. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, yeah. I wanted to bring up. Do we have time? I need I to look know. at that. We're kind of looking at us. Yeah, go. okay. So maybe this will be something we need to continue okay. next time if we don't cover it. But we've gotten a lot of questions. And I need to say, if you have messaged us questions, um, I'm having trouble accessing them right now. So through a long and sordid tale that nobody cares about, it's hard right. to look at the... Um, I can't pull them up right now on my phone. So anyways, the point about that is that I... Um, uh, the, I can't remember specific questions, but I know that there are some. But one theme that seems to keep coming up is questions sort of about what biblical femininity looks like. Like like we just want a positive picture sure. of what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and and it, is a, it is sad because with all of the... the feminism and things, you know, like there's all this stuff around us that is proposing other 
you know what I mean? Like proposing other ways to be a woman. Like right. what does it mean to really be a woman? Yeah. And But I was thinking about how hard it is to describe biblical femininity. But the reason it's so hard is because it's so, so free. Like, like there is not a, One little model. this is the outfit you need to wear. This is yep. the style you need to have. This is the way you need to manage your home. This is the way you have to educate your children. This like, there is, if there was a manual, it would, well, if there was beyond the Bible, a manual for how to be that woman in many ways, it would be, it would have to, by necessity, be less than what God gave us yeah. to do. Like, there's no way that you could. Right. He like you, you there's no about, way you could encapsulate the scope of what God intended no, women to do. No, think about what God handed Adam and Eve is a big, wild, empty planet that now is additionally hampered by the fall. Yeah. And I do think I well, this is a tangent. How I about don't, I don't need to do talk, that. I don't need to talk about Milton and my feelings about Milton which are not popular, but a really striking, lovely, and terrifying image is the last scene in Paradise Lost where where Adam and Eve are expelled from the garden and they are walking out into an empty planet. And yeah. you just think about that. You're it's like, like oh! oh! <laughs> but like anyway. the biggest pioneers of all. <laughs> it's like, here, fill this and subdue this. And it's not like he gave um, a whole long list of tick boxes. Mm-hmm. It's like, here is this subdue it and it requires creativity and it requires um hard work and it requires sacrifice and it requires nobility and it requires a sense of humor and you know like all the things and then it's like and think how short life is too yeah. They at least had a thousand years they to get more a whack time. at it. They had more know, time. I think years. that the thing that I would say though that the the biggest like linchpin not just for biblical femininity but also for masculinity. Like for biblical okay. humanity yeah. is obedience. Like, yes. like if you say like my, like I, in a, you know, I was recently talking with someone about this and I'm like, the question is, do you believe the Bible is authoritative? Then which, ver- like actually think which version of the Bible do I think that I have to obey? And I believe I have to obey all faithful translations of the Bible. You know what I mean? Like any faithful Obviously, the original text in any faithful translation. Okay. Even even ones that I don't care for, I believe I still have to obey the message. So much of feminism is, if it's trying to be evangelical feminism, is trying to come up with reasons we don't have to obey yeah. very clear biblical teaching. Yeah. Like, abundantly clear, straightforward teaching. And if you are in total submission to the word of God, like if, if it is, um, taught in the Bible, then I will obey it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like this is an authority over me. Then there is so much freedom under that for how you personally express that obedience. You know, like how do you personally love your children and love your, like what with everything God gave you that you could possibly, you know, like you well, have so much freedom. Some of this is um, some of dad's teaching on, well, lots of things. One of his little catchphrases is get to, not got to. Mm-hmm. And it's which way do you view your calling as a woman and what God has commanded of you? Do you, this is what I've got to do. Here's what I have what, to do. These are it, my chores. This is what God said I have to do. Or this is what I get to do. And if mm-hmm. you look at it that way, 
there's so much freedom. But if you're looking at this is what I've got to do, you've got one eye on all of the things that you don't get to do. And it's it's the perennial sidelong glance thing of like you're only mm-hmm. focusing on the things that are forbidden from, from see rather what kind than of all, a... which is like if you think about again the Garden of Eden, there's one tree in that whole thing that was off limits. Every other tree was open. And if you spend all your time obsessing about the one forbidden tree. And just the classic that comes up forever and always. Did God really say? Did he really say you could? Did he really say that Mm -hmm. I'm not supposed to give false testimony? Did he really say I'm not supposed to lead worship? I think false testimony testimony is solid if it's in opposition to someone I don't like because I I think they're evil. I did a study of the Greek. Mm -hmm. Did God really say I wasn't supposed to be a pastor? God didn't ever mean any of these things like, that uh, he pl- plainly he said in but his word. the thing is, is like, okay, let's say that there's that one tree in the whole garden. Are you going to spend your whole time complaining and trying to get to and be allowed to get about there? That? Or are you going to rejoice in all of the yes, yes. trees? And, and one of the things that is so glorious in the New Testament and is all through it is how this anything that we do in Christ will be raised in Christ. You know what I mean? Like that your work, that if you are being obedient and in submission to God and his word, then all of your work becomes eternally valuable. Yeah. Like, and it's saying that on the one hand, yeah, there's, there are things that God has forbidden us to do or positive obedience that can be difficult. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like honoring Mm -hmm. your father and mother. That's hard for many people. You know what I mean? Like that's a hard Mm -hmm. command. And yet at the same time, God, in that, in that kind of obedience, because we are in Christ and obeying, our every little thing that we are doing becomes of eternal value when we are in right. submission to him. And it's saying, you know, in 1 Corinthians 15 is all about, you know, what's sown in corruption will be raised incorruptible and all yeah. of this. Like the, everything that we're doing in Christ will be raised in Christ. And you think, yeah. what more could you need? Like when you're like, well, yeah. my work is not valuable. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? Like mm-hmm. why? Because in Christ it is, it's, it's eternally valuable. You know, like, also just have a little imagination, you know, like just, there is not a shortage of things to learn about things to get good at things to pursue. And you were, it's not like we're going to run out. Like God no. has given women such a tiny scope that we're all going to be bored. <laughs> Um, you know, and then we're going to be dead. We're going to be bored, then dead. (laughs) Dead bored first and then dead, dead later. All he has for us is a whole bunch of nothing. And it's like, what kind of like open your eyes to the world? Do you remember that when that movie came out? when we were in probably high school or whatever, microcosmos or something. Oh yeah. 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 And it was all about, it was all about bugs, but there was like an opera piece at the very beginning, you know, like one choir boy singing, open your eyes before you die. And it is so true. Like see the world that you are in. Like we don't have much time, but in Christ, everything that we do will actually have eternal impact. It's like, so get going ladies. (laughs) Like there is so much to do. That's not studiously trying to find loopholes in no. the Bible to get you into the pastor, the pastoral ministry. It's Which, like, incidentally is like even if phase you, one and why you're not qualified. Yeah, I, know, I was going to say, <laughs> even if your gender didn't prohibit you being there, your approach to scripture most definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Like, you're like, well, you know, we can see from your desire here that you're not one to exposit the word. <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, since you appear oh, to not be able to read, I don't like, well, think you're the, the trouble. One. The trouble here is that. <laughs> Is that this is not you're showing your ineptitude in the yeah. field just by applying. You, are. you just you are. are. And it you know, whatever. <laughs> but my point is that that it's so hard to give a clear picture of what does biblical femininity look like yeah. because what it looks like is subduing and filling the earth. Which yeah. is like, oh well what does that look like? Well well where are you? Like what point yeah. in the world are we talking about? Because there is so much scope. Yep. That it's not like you can give one little quick illustration. It's not like you can say, no. oh, it looks like, you know, you know this it's, daily schedule. I think it's all about how can I bless the people around me more? And the question is, who are the people around you? That's going to look different for every woman. In Like every woman is going to mm-hmm. have a different answer to that question. And then it's like, how can I stretch it just a little bit further to bless more people and to bless them mm-hmm. better and sacrifice, you know... And, um, how can I, how can I push more of what God gave me out, out from me? I always think oftentimes of those towers of champagne glasses, you know what I mean? Like where they stack them in a big pyramid and pour it into the top and it trickles down into all the others. And you think about, I want to be like that where what God has given me, I overflow into a broader, but you also want to think about yourself as like an exporter, not a shopper. You know, like what am I, what am I exporting and how can I do it more efficiently and have a better product? Like how can I push this out rather than how can I walk around with my shopping cart wondering how everyone else can bless me? Yeah. Like what's wrong with this church I'm in where nobody's taking care of my needs? Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like, how could my husband do a better job being a husband to me? Or how how could my children be more respectful and more thankful to mm-hmm. me for my sacrifice rather than how yeah. could I blow their minds with, with God's love for them yeah. through me? Right. Like how could I, how could I yeah. communicate more fully the freedom of God's love to these people around me? Right. Because you think, well, yeah, you can do that in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. And many of them are uniquely feminine, like uniquely gloriously yes. feminine. But my word, you want all the tools at your disposal. Like you mm-hmm. want to be thinking, like, okay, well, how can I do this? Well, let me get a handle on everything near me that I might be able to use to right. express God's love to me. It's been, it, yeah, I, it's hard to put a, you can't really uh, get even a handle on the but when you hugeness see, of the scope that is available. But when you see a woman who's doing it well, it's so fun because you're like, what a great idea. I think I'll incorporate that one. Or you're inspired by other women doing it, but then you have to do it in your own way. You can't like, it never works to try to duplicate some other woman's life and achievements. Like that doesn't work. So it's no, and I think that that's the origin of a lot of the sadness that can happen around women who are trying to be like, Oh, I'm just trying to be when like when you think the scope is little, or you think, oh, I know one godly woman and these are the three things that she did and I don't care for those things. And you're like, so then therefore I'm locked into a life of things I don't yeah. care for. Right. It's like, what? No. And no. it's like, like <laughs> overflow is the, is the trick here. Overflow. 
because mm-hmm. there's always more to do. There's more to learn about. There's that more verse, to... I think it's in Mark, isn't it? Given it shall be given to you, pressed down, down shaken down, and, and, and running over, running will over be put into your bosom. Will be put into your soul, I think, in some into your into your bosom. Whatever and is it, it is, th- with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Yes, and it's saying like, give and it shall be given to you. Like, like you think instead of thinking, how could I feel really fulfilled and loved, and how could I feel really important? Like, well, look to your husband, look to your children, say, how could I make my children feel like, like, feel a fraction of God's love <laughs> for them? Sometimes, though, if you think about a woman who's sitting around saying, I just don't feel like I'm appreciated, it's like, well, why don't you try and give them something to appreciate? That's a novel idea. Which is not to say that there aren't truly women who are really in dark, sad situations. There's a lot of that. But let's just say that you are working to give everyone something to appreciate. And let's say that they aren't appreciating it. Like you really are truly righteous and they are really, truly ungrateful. Well, God isn't. Yeah, and he sees he it all. He sees what you're doing. He knows. He sees your two mites. And and, it, and he will use it. And the thing is is if you're the if you're the widow who's given the two mites, God knows that you gave everything. If mm-hmm. you're Ananias and Sapphira who he give knows. more and you're holding some back, <laughs> he knows that too. And use lying about it. <laughs> So he knows like, if you've Oh genuinely... yes, we sold everything and we gave it all to you, Lord. All of it. It's like, like if you really are laying yourself out, God sees it and it is not going unappreciated. It right. actually is not. It isn't. And and anyways, we should probably talk more about just practical side of that in an upcoming one. But, but yeah, because I think now. I do think that America is desperate, desperate, desperate it for hasn't, a bit of femininity in the it world. It hasn't seen it. Much. In a long it doesn't time. know about it very no. much. So, so no. give them something to see. I think we've come up with a lot of weirdly commercialized pretend versions of femininity that you yeah. can buy instead of being given, sort of. Like it's just sort of a sad Yeah. It's sad. Anyway, but um we should move on to a some sort of a recommend. What do you have to offer us? Um <clears throat> you go first. I have a recommend. What is it? It's an expensive recommend, though. I'm oh. sorry to say. I've gotten sort of hooked on this um, oh, yeah. hair, hair line now because it smells really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's called um, Living Proof. And it's like, it's got this really yummy sort of citrus lemony smell, which I you love. Is it is an expensive hair it. product? It is not a cheap hair product, no. But it's... You know, you can you can make it last. You can eke it out. That's what I'm trying to do is eke it out. But living proof, I always want oh. to call it something else. Didn't I say it was living proof? Yeah. It comes in these little gray bottles and it smells like fresh and lemony and it just makes me happy every time I smell it. And so that is my recommend. I really... I buck you up shampoo. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't... I really don't like the kind of... I don't know. You know, those terrible sort of watermelony smells. This just smells nice and fresh and clean. Those terrible watermelon. No, you know what I mean? Like the ones that don't ever, you know, what am I? Bubblicious. But yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that. I I had gotten some really bad shampoo and conditioner at like, I was somewhere like Ross or TJ Maxx or something where I was like, oh, I'm out. I'll just grab mm -hmm. some of these bottles. The worst. 
they smelled disgusting and they did not bubble. And I was like, what is going on with this? So maybe it was just coming off, coming of, off that. of that. You were really they were ready. big bottles. So we had to make it to the end. We're ready and, to be impressed. And the little pump top. You'd have to pump it like 15 times oh, to get I enough love, out. Okay, when you say the pump top, then I will, then I can give a recommend. Okay. We love the, um, oh man, what is it, Dr. Bragg's, whatever, Castile, the peppermint Castile soap. I have, I need to give it to you because I have a big thing of it in my shower and I cannot cope. With the peppermint castile yes. soap? Give it to me. I will give it to you because it's oh, sitting so in my shower. Oh, I'm so glad I brought this up. I'm scoring oh, a free no. liter of it. Yeah, it's almost, yes! it's probably a liter because it really, I couldn't. Does the rest of your family hate it too? How is Presumably that because it's still full. How is that even possible? <laughs> it just, You've got, I, got to give it to me. No, I... Mm. We love it. As a family, we are really? we are united in our affection That's for this. That's funny because I don't know what led me to order it from Amazon because I was like, oh, that looks like fun. I'll just order it because you can't buy it here. Yeah, and you so, can. I've where? gotten it at... Um, or at least I think, I, I think they might have it at Ulta. They have it around. Oh. But I do order it. I think I got it before Ulta was Yay! here. It's old. It probably well, has that my sort tip. of a we film like it. on it. I think I had seen somebody say, try it as like a scrub, like mix it with like some sugar and just do it like a scrub. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds that. nice, actually. It sounds really good. Well, it wasn't. Well, this is the first time we've ever given a tip and then an anti-tip. I, 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 no, here's a product I love that Becca hates, no, but we've done it you now. You know what it is? I think that it's just not a thing I wanted to have happening in the shower. Like, I like... I like the mint. It's just that, like, that's not the time or the place for that. No, it's such a wake you up. Like, it's yeah. so. I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, you can All have right. it. Well, anyways, so we'll guys, talk to you next time. Now that we're back on we're speaking back, terms. And we're in the summer, which I. And we're done with our traveling for the most part. So I Yay. think. I think we should be able to get back in the saddle. Oh, and I don't know why. Everybody lost touch with being able to play these for a while, but I think that that is solved now. So, good luck to you. Hopefully, we're all rounded back into a normal life here. All right. Next time, have a good week. All right. Bye bye. I'm a 2009 graduate of New St. Andrews College, and I'm a commercial property manager. Three kids at Logos, one at home still, and I do flowers on the side out of our house. When you have these little people that you're responsible to shepherd, you realize, I need to know what I'm talking about because they need to have a firm foundation and they need deep roots so that they don't get blown over and that they're ready to stand up for the truth. I am a programmer. The language aspect of NSA is a fantastic preparation for any sort of programming. I'm a real estate broker here in town. I think absolutely the perfect um, education for being in sales of, of really any kind. I actually put it to a lot of great use when I was working in the political realm. I am a pastor in Central Coast, California. Whatever vocation you take, it'll make you take that seriously because you're seeing it through the lens of the sovereignty and lordship of Christ. To learn more, visit us online at nsa.edu.